Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, I remember a time when Dean and I were not communicating well. It, 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 was, it was really ugly. It was breaking all the rules that we've talked about in previous episodes. We were uh, tired. It was night. And I said something. We were in bed trying to you know, talk it through at night. And she got up and left. She didn't just leave the room. She left the house. Oh, <laughs> she went out the back door. <laughs> she sat out I the backyard. I want to know what he said, Aaron. I wish Let's I could remember. Bats. But what did we think that, you know, during those moments, I, I don't recall what was going through her mind, but I was like, what's wrong? And I, I started to kind of assume she's got a problem. It wasn't me. I mean, I didn't no, do anything wrong you're here. Perfect. So Come on. There are so many things that happen uh, when you assume that you're in the right or you assume that that body language is saying this. So uh, we're going to unpack that a little bit and talk about the dangers of assumptions and miscommunications. I'm John Fuller, and I'm joined in the studio by uh, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. And um, I love the work you guys do for marriages. Um, Greg, you've said this so many times. I really have borrowed this and applied it uh, to many situations. We bury emotions alive. And uh, if you don't talk about it, it comes out alive. So... Um, that's kind of what was going on for Dean. I mean, we had to resolve that issue. She finally came in, and we did talk things through. But in that empty time between then, when I was just alone and she <laughs> she was out in the backyard, my goodness, my mind just, it ran. It does. And I really do believe those are the moments that were under spiritual attack. Huh. I think Satan is recognizing that you guys are disconnected. Probably both hearts are closed to some degree. And thus you're very vulnerable. So I think part of how he attacks us is that he, and again, I don't know what this looks like, but I imagine him just whispering these things. Look, John, she doesn't love you. She's she always left. doing this. Yeah. Look, she left. She didn't mm-hmm. care. And then we, it sounds right. So we just spin more Yeah, he and plants more. the seed and I water it. And it and, gets more yeah. extreme. That's why we tell people when, when in your mind you're hearing your thoughts really extreme, I'm telling you, that's when you're under spiritual attack. Mm. And I know for me, the impact of bearing emotions alive is that one, the the long-term damage is that that's that your your heart can only take so much of the stuff that you're stuffing inside before it blows up. And so it's probably going to come out in some severe reaction to where I'm yelling, I'm, you know, leaving the house, whatever. And so we, we, we can't keep sweeping stuff under and expect that it's just going to somehow magically disappear. It's there. Mm -hmm. Um, So long-term, I guarantee it's going to blow up in some way more extreme way. Well, it either blows up or it starts seeping out through addiction, um, through mental health challenges, depression, anxiety, anger, rage. The heart gets overloaded and it goes somewhere. And so it's there. And so it's just remembering that it's our job to step back and check Mm -hmm. in what's there. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and hear more about some of these dangerous moments in communication in a relationship. Dr. Ron Welch and his wife, Jan, have been married for over 30 years, and they've worked through a lot of struggles during those decades. And they're talking pretty candidly with Jim Daly and me about things that could hurt your relationship. Ron, uh, you say there's something called unspoken truths and that they can be a silent killer in marriage. What do you mean by that? This is all the things that you know about your wife right now 
that you believe to be true and you're fairly certain that you really can't talk you out of it. Um, you believe, for instance, something like, you kind of are a lazy person. Or someone else thinks, my husband cares more about work than me. Or maybe, uh, you really probably are going to think of yourself before me most times. It's the unspoken truths that are what in scientific world would be called givens. They drive everything else. Because they're assumptions that are so powerful, they form the basis of what you choose. One of Jan's assumptions was that she wasn't worthwhile enough to stand up for herself and be treated the way she deserved to be treated. And so she kind of took my inappropriate, ridiculous, immature behavior for many years. Uh, we call it learned helplessness. You guys ever remember the old sure. animal experience? Yeah. They'd shock the dogs. Dogs would jump. Dogs come back down. Eventually, the jo dogs lay down, and they say, you can shock me, but you can't make me jump. Right. I'm and done jumping. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that was kind of what it was like for you. It's like, why bother trying? He's not going to listen. Yeah, and sometimes, especially um, when I would bring something that was not f like money or something, and he could kind of explode out of that, why did you spend that, or those kind of things. And those became my unspoken truth, so I'm not going to talk to him about money because it usually comes back on me. So you'd hide. Hide it, yeah. Emotionally. Yeah, and then, you yeah. know, you buy something, you stick it in your closet in the back and bring it out, and he'd be like, oh, is that new? Well, it's been in my closet for a while, you know, because I knew that mm. if I told him, he might react ne so negatively, and I already felt bad maybe about buying it. So unspoken truth can really be strangle your marriage. Okay, so a woman is going, oh, that's exactly where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. What do you do to change that trajectory? How do you work up the courage to say, we need a different way of doing this? We need a budget, whatever it might be. How do you go about doing that? I think if you can agree as a couple, even if you're not going to make changes immediately, just to say it out loud, um, there's a way you can do this. You can say something like, my husband always, or I wish my wife wouldn't, and fill in the sentence and show it to each other and say, I don't know how we can work on this, but I want to say it out loud. I want to let God know. I want to let you know this is not okay. And maybe you can even say, how does this work with the kind of man Christ called you to be? Is this consistent? Just throw a little guilt trip in there. you know. And this is not the kind of thing, Ron, that a couple should just spring on each other, right? I mean, I shouldn't go home tonight and say, hey, I was thinking about things that you shouldn't do anymore, and here's my list. <laughs> yeah, let's not start there. <laughs> right? I mean, the context is very important here. If they were going to start, I'd start with, here's some things I've learned about myself that I want to do differently. Oh, that's good. Let's share an example first and then say, and maybe if you have some time, it'd be great if you think of some things that maybe could be better for you on your side of the street. And we're right at the end, but I do want to grab that that question for that spouse who's saying, I'm pretty good. I'm in a good spot. I'm all right. But it's my spouse. That guy, he's this, he's that. How does that spouse, and it doesn't have, you know, just put it in a generic term, but mm -hmm. how does that person make that turn to not amplify the spouse's negatives and amplify their righteousness? I can only speak for myself. I had to look directly in the mirror hear what God was saying, what God's taught me to be, what the Bible tells me to be, and see the discrepancy between what I'm called to be and who I am. And you have to be honest with yourself and God and say, I can't keep living this way because this isn't who you've called me to be. Yeah, this is good stuff. I mean, you two have really hit it. And it's a great reminder that simple choices can make a huge difference in our marriages. Uh, that's what I love about it. It is the simple things. It's not the Hollywood theatrical release and the big music and the wonderful 
expensive dates or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. It's loving each other regularly and every day. And, uh, let and me t- helping each other, yeah, too. I definitely. think we're called to help each other. Well, some excellent insights from the Welches. And uh, Aaron Ron mentioned about reading God's Word, the Scriptures, and how that helps him become a better husband. And um, I wonder, as a wife, if you've got some go-to verses that you can toss out there for our audience members. Yes, yeah, some of my favorites. Matthew 11, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Hmm. Because you think about... When things go poorly between you and your spouse, oftentimes you're exhausted. Someone's exhausted, shut down, whatever. Communication doesn't go well. And so just stepping back and going, Lord, I'm exhausted. I'm weary, but I know I can come to you and you will give me rest. Another one, Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you may go. And I just think of, gosh, you know, I, I may feel fearful to bring something up because as much as Greg believes that I like to bring things up, I don't. It's hard for me too. And so I have to pray, Lord, give me courage right now. Give me strength to bring this up because I know it's going to benefit our relationship. Um, another one of my favorites, I have it big up on my wall, the entire um, chapter. Um, I look to the mountains, where does my help come from? And maker of heaven and earth. And of course, living here in beautiful Colorado Springs, we have Pikes Peak. And so often I'll just look up and go, Lord, (laughs) you are my help Hmm. and uh, I need you, but I know you're faithful and that you will not let me slip. You do not slumber. And I just love, love, love. I look to the mountains. It's where my help is. And not the mountains themselves, but Jesus, the maker of the mountains. mountains. So it's so important, I think, as a wife for me personally, to spend that time investing in my relationship with God, because then I am a better wife. I am a better woman. I am a better mom, a better friend. So I consistently attend Bible studies and spend that time with God and and also in fellowship with other women, because we can encourage each other so much. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if you find yourself in a situation where you're struggling and what Erin's talking about is kind of foreign to you, you're like, I don't know what she's talking about there. Give us a call uh, here at Focus on the Family. We want to help you as an individual and certainly as a couple. And um, we also have caring Christian counselors if you're dealing with something really difficult. Um, it's all free, a phone call away, 800, the letter A and the word family. Again, 800-232-6459. And um, we'd love to tell you more about Dr. Ron Welch's book, 10 Choices Successful Couples Make. Uh, We heard from Ron and Jan, and um, we'd love to send a copy of that to you. We would ask, if you can, uh, please make a generous donation of any amount, either a monthly pledge or one-time gift, and uh, that'll help us cover the costs. And you'll be investing in ministry to marriages at every age and stage. And, of course, we'll have all the details for these resources and uh, other services and an opportunity to donate in the show notes. Next time, a conversation about rejecting lies that can destroy your relationship. For now, on behalf of Aaron and Greg Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.